Welcome to a night of total terror. <laughs> when was the last time you were scared out of your wits? Welcome back to another episode of It Came From Queens. Thank you for tuning into the static this evening. It's Benjamin Fabo coming at you, the power of podcasts. And I am here in, uh, well, I'm not in Queens this week. I'm here in Brooklyn. And I am here with uh, a good friend of mine. She is a comedian, performance artist, amateur <laughs> professional wrestler. Um, Accidental professional wrestler. <laughs> uh, as I've read on your Twitter, a MILF in training. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, well, not a MILF. I would say cougar. MILF would imply You're that I'm going to be a mom. <laughs> cougar in training, Which is we'll definitely... Say. Yeah, exactly. We'll I'm say... on the... I think 32 is enough for cougar at that point. It just has to be... <laughs> you just have to be old enough that there are men that are drastically younger, but it's not creepy. If that makes any <laughs> sense. Like, it's not... Like, you know, you need to be old enough for, like, wow, 25 is a little young, huh? Like, yeah. that's, that's when you're you need to You need to be old enough for it yeah. to be a conversation Yeah, it, it has to, yeah, no, it, that, like, if, it, you know, because that's still a person in their yeah. mid-20s, so, they're a pretty decently gotcha. fully formed adult, you know? Some of those motherfuckers own property. I've never met one, but... I don't, but I know they exist. They do exist, though. Yeah, uh, they work at coo- banks. Coo- my stand corrected. Cougar in training... She uh, she helps. She's a uh, she's a she's the brainchild and creator of the cult comedy wrestling character Junkyard Cat, and uh, <laughs> she helps out with the folks at WrestleSplania. She is my she's my good friend comedian Hannah Harkness. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. I'm uh, sorry. I just kind of wedged a fjord into your intro it's like totally that. Not. I <laughs> just. Completely, just yeah. off the rails there. No, yeah. totally fine. I was hoping something like that would happen. Yep. So, oh god, where to start? So much, such a deep, such a complex person to get into. I'm excited. I know. I, I'm very excited. We're, we're going deep on this I would, one. Yeah, so. I was. I, I was told by you several seconds ago that you did a deep dive on my Twitter, and uh, I. I got to be real with you. Emotionally, even though I look at the engagements, I don't feel like anyone reads it. It's still hard for me to believe that anyone is looking at any of this when that's that's not true at all. I actually only discovered the tweet activity function like three weeks ago. And <laughs> I've just been looking at it like, wow, a lot of people read Jamiroquai shit posts, which gained me followers. That never stops blowing my mind. And there's a, hey, there, there's an audience for everything. There there's a <laughs> god damn it internet there is there oh really my is. God. so yeah like so a lot of things to get into so the first thing i'll ask you um kind of sweeping the nation right now it's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, not just the nation it's a global pandemic right now this coronavirus yeah um uh, how have you been dealing with all that 
how have I been dealing just with like perceiving it through your own perceiving unique... it through okay well uh, right now I'm working uh, doing temp work for a bunch of scientists, scientists. and uh, it's just you go into work and it's scientists like calmly explaining everything around you and also just like they're incredibly nice about it but they all know that they're smarter than me so and it's obvious and i'm like yeah okay i'm the person here that's not like fucking picking apart cell membranes and getting like like sanitized to go into fucking labs and shit like i'm just like sitting there like oh here's the data you want me to enter all right boss but anyway um they're just my boss literally just explained immunology to me with like water bottles and he's just like yeah and then the virus sometimes it'll grab onto the top like this and it just i felt like i was being like talked down to by a high school chemistry teacher (laughs) and um you know, some reason that made me not afraid of it. That was just like somebody explained it to me with sock puppets to soften the blow, kind of. <laughs> you know, uh, so I'm just uh, now I'm just kind of chill, thank God. But you know what it was that made like kind of put me at ease is that my boss is like, yeah, if I ever got a PhD, I'd get it in immunology. This stuff is really cool, and because I like saw him geek out about viruses, I was just like, oh, this is. Actually, kind of a weird You know, coronavirus has brought me a pretty wholesome moment. I will say that. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, my God. But, like, do you think it's the end for all of us? Do you think? No? No, that's not... It's not the end. It might be, um... I mean, it might be a lot of deaths, but it won't be, like, all of them. Um, okay. If that makes any sense. Uh, that... Because right now... I think I saw some, the statistics I saw right now is like 3% deaths, which it, like 3% of it kills you. And that's incredibly bad. Uh, but it's not everyone. Like when people talk about the end of the world, I think that like you can't, we really can't kill everyone. No. no, there's still going to be a sliver of population. It's just a question of how small, because I think like a bunch of shit's going to die and is dying um gotcha. a lot but yeah. there's probably going to be a big violent war or something and a lot of people will die but it's just doesn't feel like physically possible to kill everyone it doesn't no, no. it's like you're living in like yeah and there's we're... never going to be a last man on earth situation there's we're never, never gonna get... not going to be humans there just might be lots less a lot of people I feel, I feel are like, just I feel like there are a lot of people who would kind of thrive and kind of the Sort of the a zombie apocalypse yeah. style environment. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people a lot of left for dead think, players. I I know there's a lot of people that think that they could do it and clearly can't. And they're no. some of the funniest people. Like, yeah, I'd be Fine. I'd be great in a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, really? What happens if I take your glasses, bitch? A lot of a lot of you uh, can't see what's going to happen when you come run out of contact lenses. You, you fucking blind. I would be so fucked. I, I'm not gonna be able to see. No, like, it'd be no. that dude in that twi- in that in that Twilight Zone episode whose yeah. glasses break. Yeah, there exactly. was time now. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, sure. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, no. Um, the the other thing I should get into. So as far as like the other question I wanted to ask you is something I was curious about. I I did a deep dive on your Twitter, like you said. And I want you to elaborate on this point to me because it'll open up the doors in a sort of the realm of pop culture. 
Uh, the reason you won't buy and invest in a set of AirPods is because of the uh, <laughs> Cyberman episode of Doctor Who, where the, I believe it was the second season yeah. finale with David Tennant. Yes. And like yes. the agents of this corporation are like hijacked and turned yep. into Cybermen through these like earpieces. So that's the reason you won't invest in AirPods. Yeah. No. They, 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 that shit's so creepy. I'm sorry. That episode is incredibly, because Cybermen as a concept really fucking freak me out in general because yeah. like because it, you still have your full human consciousness and you're doing that that's terrifying to me like that and that and you know when they did the thing where they pulled the implant out and like it just pulled all the membranes out of the ear that is such a big like Ugh! yeah no, Cybermen are fucking terrifying, and I'm just like, I'm not just gonna walk around with these fucking robot things in my ears and think about that. It's just, no. That's amazing. It's a really scary, good Doctor Who's terrifying. It That's has why a lot I of, love it. And no, like, are you, how long have you been a Doctor Who fan? A long time, yeah, I hosted a Doctor Who convention in Baltimore for like four years. Yeah, no I, I did stand up at, well, yeah, there's actually, on the internet, there does exist, uh... A fucking half hour set that I did on a, at a Doctor Who convention when I was 27. Um, and it's like over 100 people there. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I got hired doing that because I used to hang out at a bunch of nerd conventions. And then like some people found out that I started doing stand-up that were like producing this fucking Doctor Who convention. And they're just like, uh, can you do like... We need Doctor Who themed entertainment. That's a really narrow uh, request. Um, could you do stand up about Doctor Who? I'm like, I'll fucking write something. Sure, I'll figure it out. I just and they also uh, yeah, and they let me uh, they let me interview Patricia Quinn uh, from Rocky Horror Picture Show at nice. one of them. And uh, yeah, there's also on my YouTube channel there's a video of uh, me doing the time warp with her and Tardis belly dancers mm -hmm. in the back. Who who do you say is your definitive Doctor? Who is your favorite? I the... think I'm a I think I'm a basic bitch. I like Tenet. I do. I um <laughs> and that's there should be no shame in that. Um, yeah, no, I'm kind of a sentimentally a tenant rose person, but that doesn't mean I don't, like, love the shit out of a lot of the other characters and the other doctors. Like, I still love all of them a lot for very different reasons. Are you, are you a fan of, um, of Jodie Whittaker? Do you like the era going on right now? Yeah, it's silly. I okay. like it. Yeah. Okay. No, fuck yeah. I always liked her. Um, you know what's funny to me about that is that her character in Attack the Block is a huge bitch about aliens, and I think about that all the time now. It's <laughs> no, like, she you is just, one. Yeah, no, I don't know. She, now she is, like, and she's also, like, constantly fighting terrifying aliens granted the attack the block aliens are terrifying but i want to wrestle as one i that's like a fucking far-reaching wrestling goal is i want to wrestle as an attack the block alien with the glowing teeth yeah exactly the, just get a fucking big bodysuit and get some fucking glow sticks and just like mash them on in there i, I will i will do the shit out just do a bunch of like lucha tricks like you're just jumping off the ropes and shit that, that's a i would pay to see <laughs> be that terrifying that is terrifying <laughs> Um, as far as especially if people don't know it's me like if I could just if I could just you know, now it's out on a recording but man <laughs> we could just figure out a way to anonymously submit that so nobody knows it's me oh gotcha you so who would you say is your favorite uh, villain in the Doctor Who 
pantheon. Ooh. Um. Who? Interesting. I think uh probably Tenant Era Master. Um, he he was fucking good. The I can't decide scene is like iconic to me with the like him running around with everybody's like slaves on the ship and he's like he's singing around to like i can't singing, decide sing, who he's should singing, live or die. yeah i know and he's singing but more importantly he's singing scissor sisters which is an incredibly fucking gay band like they are like fucking gay icons <laughs> and he is just like rocking it um, i always thought that that man that um that that version of the master had like some yeah. kind of bisexual kind of energy oh yeah yeah no that's the thing about it is that jonathan it's just, sim uh, i believe that actor's bless their heart is. i say that you know i, I think I, I don't think that that would offend jake shears at all he's just you know he was the lead in kinky boots for a while the man's very very fucking but yeah it's just it, it's just so like masculinity flaunting like he's just a, a perfect psychopath and he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone like and even those like the yeah he was just like so creepy when he was infiltrating the government and everything it was just it's so fucking good but my favorite episodes are uh the uh satan pit and the impossible planet nice. that's that's my favorite so, because also that the ood but more importantly that entire script which was just a one-off by that that one writer didn't write anything else for that show um that was like a just fucking blip in uh the russell t davies arc yep yeah the um my uh my personal favorite doctor whose story from the tenant era would probably uh my favorite my two favorite tenant episodes is a blink for sure. The episode yeah. that introduced the Classic. Weeping Angels. And my other favorite Tenant episode would probably be The Girl in the Fireplace. I think that was one of the first episodes that Moffat ever oh, wrote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Um, fucking... I, uh... Oh, man, how am I blanking on that name? Uh, the fucking repti uh, reptilian humanoids that live underground or, I, uh, you know, I love a lot of Matt Smith shit. I the do. Silurians. Yeah, exactly. The Silurians. There we go. Doi. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're fucking great. Oh, and that whole fucking, the, the, the lesbian relationship. Between, uh, which, uh, Jenny yeah, and Madame yeah, Bastra. Hello, I actually got to, I actually got to say that to them. Is I met a lot of Doctor Who actors while I was working at that convention. So I got to, the, I got to meet the lesbians. I told them that joke and they, they thought it was hilarious. I got my picture taken. Hello, with them. I'm a lizard woman from yeah. the dawn of time and this is my wife. I got to eat lunch with Peter Capaldi. That was Dude, cool. Yeah. This is dope. He, he, he ate a lot of fucking food and he was just like, I don't know anything about Baltimore except the wire. <laughs> and then I was like, you seen any John Waters movies? He's like, I love John Waters. He's, he's like the cool, you know, he's he's the coolest dude. He's, a, he's definitely, everybody who has ever played the doctor just has permanent doctor energy. Um, is now I've also hung out with, I've, I hung out with Sylvester McCoy a couple of times. Uh, there's who else was like back there all the time there's I, there was a lot of different fucking people like uh oh the chick who played ace in the old series uh fucking sophie she's amazing <laughs> yeah i had an emotional hug with her in front of like a hundred people because i had had such a like a shitty year and i got to, and like she was the reason i got into doctor who ace as i was just like you know i was a little kid um 
I would watch it on public access with my older brother, like, after my parents went to bed, and, like, I immediately latched on to, like, oh, shit, there's a, a loud girl in a leather jacket with, like, beating baseball up with a baseball bat. Beating up Daleks with a... Yeah, exactly, beating no, up that's one of the Daleks. best episodes, Revelation yeah. of the Daleks oh, yeah, is yeah, such yeah. a great episode. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic, but that's that got me into Doctor Who. I was like, what is this? I need to follow this chick, but then I was also, like, this... this this guy's running around with a fucking question mark stick and a phone booth. This is fucking amazing. No, it's, um, I yeah, actually, it's when the new series was announced, was like immediately on it on day one, ready to judge the living shit yeah, out of them. But I was also very excited. I was like, there's going to be more dog. And then it was good. Like that first episode is fucking amazing. I was like, good. They, they immediately got it right. Like, especially because that first episode was like, mannequins it looked shitty like real doctor who is supposed to it be it was supposed to be it's I weird was to like, me i'm I was, one of those weird people like, i gotta say this the higher budget doctor who gets the more it loses its charm to me yeah no honestly. it's not because then it's not what doctor who is which is um usually falling apart at the seams if you're talking about old doctor who like there's just every, like half the sets look like they're about to fall over when you like breathe on them too hard like it's just Wow. Uh, it's uh, a masterpiece. It's, it's so fucking good. Um, no, Doctor Who is a wonderful, wonderful franchise. Let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit here. Yeah. Talk about... Um, so I have to ask this. As far as the... Are you a fan of the horror genre at all in... Um, I like a handful of horror films a lot, but I don't go out of my... I like want to watch more, but I... Uh, have a very limited bandwidth to watch anything at this point i'm just like fucking, i got you yeah so but yeah there's a lot of horror i like i got you and I, the reason i asked that is um i'm gonna ask what was the harder uh game for you to get through on hanurism your old gaming show <laughs> uh what was the harder game to play through would it be limbo or would it be phantasmagoria a puzzle of flesh oh uh well no uh it would have to be um well technically it would be phantasmagoria because you can't finish that game without like a manual from the internet and you used to have to call like a customer service number because the ending is this impossible sequence of like dumb strings you have to attach to each other so technically that's harder uh but um phantasmagoria is just a delight because you're just punching shit like you're just punching little arrows and shit like you're walking a dude around you're not really doing anything that requires any skill you're just walking yourself through a really hilarious movie like that's I would watch that. I would watch that movie. That's the, it's a, one that of those. For those who don't, so funny. For those who don't know, Phantasmagoria was a part of a very <laughs> oh, of man. a very short lived style of video game called a uh, an a FMV game, which is a mm -hmm. full motion video game. It's basically an interactive movie with like interactive cutscenes. Yeah, but it was like really shitty VHS quality, like video footage and there was a lot of porn in it it was really like they just at one point there's a whole levels that take place inside of a fucking bdsm club and, and it's just like real wow like they just get, take all these left and there's a lot of really fucking gory kills in it and everything and then it just gets super weird with like interdimensional shit and then the the gaming 
like the way that the fucking programmers gave up at the end of this game is just so fucking gorgeous like it was, it, it was in an office basically for the first three quarters of the game and then you're in this like alien hell for like the sunset of it that's like a completely different color scheme and then they like lose their shit at the end and make this completely impossible puzzle so you literally can't beat the game without calling a customer service number like that's how hard that's... they gave up on this game and you just I like my favorite game is the Stanley Parable. Oh my god! I've, I've That's actually the best played... thing I've ever played in my life. I finally would... stepped out of the. Oh office. my god! Okay, for, so for those who don't know, <laughs> I'll, let's try to. I, I want to help out with this one because I I've actually actually played this game. This is the best game in the world. It's, I, I it's would so great. Play it tomorrow, if I die. The Stanley Parable is a mod mm-hmm. of Portal, I believe. It's mod. It's a mod of Portal. Is it? I didn't know that it was a mod. I thought it was just a game. I, I think it I was, was based just... off some existing game engine. I can't yeah. be too sure, but it, I say Portal for a reason. Yeah, that game series was literally just born out of my buddy in South Philly. Like, no, you need to learn more about video games. And because him yelling at me was so funny, we just decided to record it. Gotcha. Uh, the yeah. um, So the Stanley Parable is a game mm-hmm. about a guy named Stanley... And you're being ordered around by this narrator. Yeah. Who's basically just trying to narrate the story. Here's where it gets interesting. You can just choose to do what the narrator says. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, at the the narrator will say, and then Stanley went into the elevator. But yeah. no one was there. And you can choose to do that. Mm-hmm. You can follow the whole game, right? Just doing that. And you just... Or... Or follow so many great storylines of existential you crisis. Choose, let's just pretend you that went through the red door. But what if you go through the blue door? Yeah. Like the narrator starts getting angry with you. Yeah, and then they yeah, and then they just start bringing you down like different weird paths and shit. And then like sometimes if you don't, I think my favorite Stanley Parable moment is when he there you just stop listening to them and he just goes like, "Oh, this game isn't good enough for you, huh? Well, how about you play a game that you really like?" And then you go in play to Portal, a room and it's playing Portal, and then they're like putting you in other rooms, like making fun of other games. Oh yeah, they put you you in Minecraft. Yeah, they put you in Minecraft. That shit made me laugh so fucking hard. Like I, (laughs) like those. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that that game is so good. (laughs) Like that's yeah. I'm because I'm just judging the worth of the game on just purely on how much I enjoy playing it, not necessarily about graphics. Or anything like that. I'm just like, if I'm playing Stanley Parable, I don't matter how many times I've seen this subplot, I'm still gonna have a good time. It's just watching, like, a season of a sketch comedy show that I, like, know all of the scenes to. Um, and it's just, it's so fucking funny. Like... No, that's... That, yeah. That's how I feel about it too. It's, a, yeah. it's there's such a dry, oh, the there's a dry where, humor to it. Yeah. Oh, and the one where like the the sequence where he's just like closing his eyes and like this isn't real, this is a dream, and you see the eyes close over the screen, and he like he opens his eyes, and then it's just like the same room, and he's just like, and then Stanley didn't stop screaming, and you're like uncontrollably screaming and running around and sort like ah uh, fuck. 
Dude. It's so good. That writer is in such a dark place, and I hope he's okay. Um, no, that's, that's a solid... No, Stanley Parable. I think it's on, still on Steam. You can find it there. It's great. Yeah. And play Phantasmagoria Puzzle Flash. Oh, that's, my God. Yeah, think, please do. I think, like, uh, this this dude I used to watch... Oh, my like, God. I loved I, that. This that dude was I, a delight. This dude I used to watch, like, years ago, um, Spoonie. He did, like, a big yeah. playthrough of Phantasmagoria 1 and 2, and they're fucking hysterical. Yeah. Oh, so we're talking about... I started uh, eating a bagel during the sex scene, I think. Um, I was on dabs for most of that web series. Okay. Uh, there was... Yeah, we... Uh, it, yeah, we like we had this really bad filter on the video for like the first a while before we were like, wait, actually, this looks really bad. What Were we fucking blind or whatever? So some of it just is... You know, God bless you if you watch it. People still watch it. I'm like, I, that's, that's, I mean, I stand by it, but at the same time, I forget that it happened because I was on so many tabs. Like, God, wow. irresponsible. That was grad school. Okay. No, that, no, that, no one would blame you. That's, that was the three years of grad school. That just comes with the territory, of yep, course. Yep. You, you mentioned dabs. Mm-hmm. So, very recently, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be one of the main, points of contention on this show one of the main talking points i should say uh let's say the end of 2019 you chose of your own volition and you wrote an article about this to take uh to ingest the substance of some kind and then pay the 1350 1450 at your local theater and willingly went and saw um cats I will correct you only on one point is that it was not my 1450 because the only reason I did it is that I put on fucking Twitter if somebody cash apps me these $25 I will go see cats on acid and write about it and I got that money in three minutes from somebody who I cannot name because he is under a government defense contract so uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Yeah, nope, that's a very real thing. It is my friend uh, who is, uh, I cannot name him online because that might cause a problem. Um, we'll be getting in all kinds of legalities yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly, I but God, God bless my anonymous benefactor. Um, and, you know, I give the people what they want. And <laughs> what I would never actually pay to do myself, but I would absolutely enjoy the hell out of it somebody else paid for it so so i don't want to i don't want to have you repeat your article verbatim because everybody should really go read it oh i can't remember that shit right now and i probably won't but yeah but can you at least take take us through took it from the initial consumption of the uh of the acid to the um to the entering the theater to just when did it kick in and at what point and when did your world start to shift okay um so, oh, I took it approximately like 45 minutes before I was scheduled to get into the theater. Um, and I had to be real exact about it because I wanted to go to Regal Battery Park because that's a gorgeous place to be out right around sunset if you're on acid. So I was 
that like I'd scoped it out and also I was like okay cool and then I could take a ferry out of there I was like I took a ferry up the Astoria line I'm just like because it's calm and not like in the middle of a fucking city but it's crucial that I time like because you know I don't want to be waiting for the acid to hit during the movie so you had to I had to like get into this comfortable 40 minute window because like I wanted it to hit right when I got there but also you have to go past ground zero to get to that theater and you don't want to be there on acid you just don't no no so i just had to make sure that i was in this very narrow window of time and i managed to pull it off flawlessly because i had nothing else to you know do that day I, this is those were my entire plans so <laughs> so the, the, the thing. you get to the theater yep and right yeah so uh it's honestly like i've been doing uh this kind of thing long enough that it's just like the like i i want i don't take like a huge high dose either so it's just i got very sucked into the music and i just get visuals you know because it's a lot of colors and also what I said, like I, what I said in the article is that when I was fucking 10 years old, I was a cat stan, I guess. Is what that what they're called? Cat stands? Yeah. Kazakhstan? <laughs> I was a Kazakhstan. Um, that's how Swiss Gar would say it. <laughs> I was Kazakhstan. <laughs> That's incredible, but um, um, but yeah, the the movie itself. Yeah, for those no, who don't I know, fucking loved. Did, how did the uncanny valleyness of the cats affect you? Well, in that state, I think the God. I was just get. I was prepared for something much worse than what was presented to me, just because I've seen a lot of like very like fucked up movies you know and i was just like ready for it to be like really really fucked up and then i was just like oh well i mean this is just kind of cats it's not really i was like i kind of like oh come on people are overreacting this is (laughs) this isn't that bad the cockroach thing oh that was that was there uh that was the thing i was like all right okay i can see why people are getting a little wigged out by this but i also am not an accurate judge because I knew everything that was going to happen and I was already briefed on the fact that it has no plot. Like, I know that that... Zero. And they well, they tried to make one, uh, but, you know. So you had no fucking uh, pretext for Cats? Like, did you... did Had you seen the musical before I'd, you I'd, saw I'd the heard movie? of it. I'd seen parodies of it. I did not... Ever, I've never seen it. My high school wow. theater company never performed That has it. to be a completely different experience. experience. Because I knew everything was going to happen. I was like, yeah, they're going to talk about the fat one. Was... They're going to talk about the other fat one. They're going to talk about the one that fucks with trains. The one that they... fucks with trains. The one that fucks with skin. The one that Most fucks with magic. The one that fucks with magic. The one that fucks with trains. The one who fucks with yeah no, there's this the no literally the entire conceit of cats is just a cat will show up sing a song about how they are insert adjective cat here yeah like i am fat cat i am horny cat i am stereotype cat i am orgy cat or like i saw but some... to be fair if cats put on a musical like real cats put on a musical it probably would come out like that 
Very... I mean, like, what are, what are they going to do? They're disorganized. They don't work together at all. Like, they don't really, you know, sometimes one of them will fight another one. Like, it's amazing they do anything coordinated at, at all. all. And they're just definitely not going to coordinate a plot because that's what cats wander around by themselves all day. Yeah. Fucking, you know. What What moment did you, was there a moment of just peak transcendence for you? Oh, fucking, uh, what do you call it? So I was talking Gandalf cat. Gandalf cat. <laughs> Gandalf cat. When Gandalf cat was, God, I was like, this, this has gotten. I was like, now this is getting real, uh, because I'm watching an incredibly serious actor take a huge hit, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, you know, God damn it, Ian. Wow. <laughs> he um he saw Patrick Stewart, his buddy, yeah, his bosom buddy, do the uh do the emoji movie where it was the poop turd. And he said, you know what? I can do you one better. Yeah. I'll be a cat in cats. Goddamn. One-upsmanship. Hold my fucking kibble. Hold my kibble, bitch. Hold my kibble, bitch. Let's fucking go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, cats just a thoroughly... I think it's going to stand the test of time as another, like, so bad it's good movie. Yeah, I mean... It's going to be up there with, like, the I'm room. always going to have fun with it because it's just, like, it's a childhood thing. And you know what? It's also kind of a sadistic thing. I'm like, now the rest of you have to deal with this in your heads. Yeah. I'm like, I'm actually... I do, um, in a way, resent cats for being that catchy. I haven't um, gotten... I, I haven't I, gotten the uh, Macavity Cat song out of my head oh yet. Oh, my God. And also... Hey, Hey, I'm not afraid to admit Taylor Swift was still somehow hot in that movie. She I mean, totally was. Yeah, no. Well, she, Idris Elba's basically naked. Yeah, uh, it's that. Yeah, that was the th the most emotional part of that movie was watching all of these serious actors just get fucking Judy Dench, like those, like fucking Judy Dench, fucking Ian. Um, Idris Elba, like, cast them in a different movie, and it would be, like, a fucking period piece about royalty or something. Yeah. And, that, and they're in a fucking Cats movie together. It's beautiful. That's just, it, it's, it's, such... it's fucking unbelievable trash, and it's also just funny, uh... It's just, it's watching a bunch of celebrities act out something that I process as, it's like, a stupid thing that I liked when I was ten. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's totally what it is. Yo, uh, incredibly, I think I put, I think I put this on Twitter recently, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, for uh, years, I thought, uh, I was having this reoccurring nightmare, and then I, like, a, like, four years ago, walked by somebody's TV and realized it was actually, uh, Fern Gully. Um, I didn't think Fern Gully was a movie. I thought Fern Gully was, like, a nightmare I used to have. I've had stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but it just, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is Fern Gully? This fucking tree thing? This, I was like, I thought that was just something my crazy mind made up. That's fucked up. Where was I watching that? Like, Definitely yeah. wasn't at my parents' house. Like, dude, uh, as far as like, so what would you say? We're gonna we're gonna pivot a little bit here off of that. So that was a childhood, sort of a weird memory from your past. Do you have a either a scary or supernatural experience that you can impart? Oh, um. <laughs> I don't know why I'm I keep landing on this story lately on podcasts, but like I when I sometimes I like hippie set an intention before I take a psychedelic, and I was trying to 
deal with some body dysmorphia issues and I heard this like I was looking in the mirror and I like was looking at my stomach and I heard this like voice go like your body is the physical manifestation of everything you've ever done in your life and you've lived a life worth being proud of and I was like whoa that's a lot and then I saw like the ocean rolling under my stomach um and yeah that was that was insane um I don't know why I keep latching on to that one, but I don't know. It's it, Maybe it's just because it's, uh, I only want to be candid about shit that could also just easily be, like, secular, because I don't, I don't like getting, like, weird religion vulnerable with people. No, that's that makes fine. any sense. No, I get yeah. you. We'll, just, uh-huh. we'll pivot from that. That is, a, that is an honestly very good story, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, we will pivot from that to, we're mentioning uh, off the air here, we're going to talk about Let's talk about your uh, opinions in the world of wrestling. Let's talk about pro wrestling. New champ, John Moxley. John, sorry, I mis- I mispronounced it. It's John Moxley. Moxley. <laughs> A- new AEW <laughs> champion, yeah. Jonathan Moxley. John Moxley. Oh, God. Defeated I went, Chris Jericho. I went to full gear because fucking WrestleSplaining is a great job and they are subsidizing wrestling tickets for me. So I am... Uh, you uh, cashing the fuck in on that at all times uh please invite me to your wrestling show i can go um i have the power Indeed. so yeah please invite me to your wrestling so show explain what um, explain what a uh, wrestlesplania is wrestlesplania is a podcast that uh was co-founded by rachel millman and uh, kath barbadoro and they were the original format of the podcast was that Kath was, like, getting Rachel Millman into wrestling and just, like, explaining different wrestlers uh, to her. And then it also became, like, an interview podcast for wrestlers and people that are, like, either getting into it or, you know, some people that are experts in it, but just kind of, like, a mixture of opinions. Um, But then uh, Kath moved on to Greener Comedy Pastures, is doing some really cool stuff. And uh, Rachel has pivoted the model to a rotating dais of co-hosts with uh, a lot of cool representation of, like, we have people of color now, we have queer people now, you know? It's, like, uh, also just a lot of really good comics, like fucking Lauren Vita, Dave Twighty, uh, uh, fucking uh, Chris, who is uh, just a darling on wrestling Twitter. I fucking follow King Christian. It's just, ah, uh, it's a delight. He pays for his porn and he makes wrestling flyers. What can you, what more can you ask out of a guy? That's And a good stand-up, too. Wonderful. Uh, he was on the show we did with, uh, Malcolm Bivens, who also oh. is a great stand-up. Um, I was, very, I was like, all right, yeah, no, he's clearly been. For those who don't know, uh, Malcolm Bivens is also the is the alter ego of Stokely yeah, Hathaway, uh-huh, uh-huh. who I believe is signed by uh, NXT now. He is, yeah, he is signed by NXT. He's not uh, on TV yet. Really on TV, he's not on TV yet, but he is in fact uh, signed by NXT right now, which is why he can uh, put his name on the flyer or uh, tape his set. But it was uh, hilarious. He's he's a really good comic. No, that's great. Yeah. So who would you say, who has your attention talent-wise on TV and who has your attention talent-wise on the indies? Um, bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, well, um, God, there's so many cool people. Yeah, for sure. 
it's really hard for me to pick. I mean, I fucking love, I'm so excited about John Moxley's championship reign. We're going to get so many good matches. Uh, but yeah, I went to full year. Um, being at Moxley Omega in person was literally life-changing. And also, I just had, like, a second chapter that happened because I, I was at Evolve and, um... Somebody overheard when, uh, they were also at full gear, and they overheard when, um, fucking Kenny Omega stepped on the glass in the, uh, in the cloth. I was like, they're married now! And me and, like, five people started chanting, Mazel Tov! Mazel Tov! Like, and it was like a, a d decent amount of the section got the joke and was doing it, and, oh, but also a lot of people in our section had clearly never seen a deathmatch before, and they were just horrified and it was really like i tweeted out on the wrestlesplania account like that you know, like your section doesn't really know who you are until the death match like <laughs> fucking yes <laughs> yeah it's um no, death match wrestling is how you is how uh, you is how you thin out the herd you know what i mean yeah no it is it's it's beautiful fucking mv young's and Casanova Valentine's i was about to say fucking fashion week yeah that's that's what i'm fucking you know, they're both awesome guys, and Casanova was at my... I, I was blessed to be on a show where I was wrestling, and Casanova Valentine was doing stand-up. Um, and that was... And we both did a good job. I mean, it was clearly... We were... Like, clearly we were doing, it like, not the normal art You form. guys switched roles for We the switched... Night. I got... I was like... I went up to him after... And it was like... It was great. And I went up to him after. I'm like, I'm so glad that we handled this, like, Freaky Friday booking situation over here. <laughs> like... That's amazing. Yeah, no, I hung out... I hung out with him uh, and uh, Jericho for a while after the show. It was uh, cool. Not not Chris Jericho. Fucking Jericho Davidson comic, but... <laughs> I was yeah. about to say, wow, Yeah, no, 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 no. Not, not, yeah, no, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I haven't reached that level yet. Just whatever yet, anyway. level, Whatever level that is, because the wider world still doesn't know anything about AEW. That's, like, most people, you know. It's like, it, it's just starting to reach that mainstream mm -hmm. area. Um, who, what, what, got, what got you into wrestling? Um, so, uh, I had a boyfriend for a while that used to um like be into like wrestling porn stuff uh but he uh was also like into just watching shimmer uh so i saw a bunch of shimmer dvds i'm like this is pretty cool but i i didn't like fully latch onto it at all like i was just like oh man that's pretty cool it seems like something i can do um and then uh fucking my first wrestler friend and bonkers thing is I used to host an open mic. I hosted a stand-up comedy open mic in Philadelphia for eight years and year one of this open mic, uh, the guy I was co-hosting with used to do sketches with New Jack um, and New Jack just started coming to this open mic that was like sparsely attended. It was like 10 to 20 people max were showing up to this thing during the, the new out. jack is just around era and new jack's just doing stand-up in my open mic i didn't fucking know who he was um you know they're gonna you do know, he's getting an episode on uh dark yeah. side of the ring yeah they're doing an entire new jack episode. oh that's fucking dope yeah no he i didn't know who he was um but then i looked it up and i was like this is awesome he just doesn't stop i mean i 
like, also, no, he's funny as shit. If you don't follow New Jack's Facebook, go find Jerome Young on Facebook. You find that man and you buy his book because he has a book out, by the way. Um, so buy New Jack's book yeah. on Etsy, which it's real funny that he's selling on I have, Etsy. I have, a, I, have a, I have a fucked up New Jack story if you want to hear that. Oh, for sure. So, here's the deal. This is a story a friend of mine told me when I was first getting into the indie wrestling scene. So circa 2015, 2016. They tell me the story where they're like, okay, so I'm at this indie show. It's like a lot of OG ECW guys are there. Yeah. And fucking New Jack is there. And he comes yeah. in, he's doing, he's, doing the, uh, he's doing the gangster bit. As he's entering. Such a cool. I lo- as he enters. I love that he doesn't turn his music off. That's the best thing about him. Yeah. That's so funny. It's that's great. such a such a hijack of the entire mood. I it's, God, that's funny. No, that's, but here's, here's what happened. Yeah. That is amazing. Here's what happened. There's this little kid at the front row shouting, Hi, New Jack! Hi, uh-huh. New Jack! Hi, Hi, New Jack! And the, my friend who's telling the story tell, uh-huh. asked this kid, Kid, how the hell do you know who New Jack is? To which the kid responds, He's dating my mom! <laughs> He's dating my mom. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, God, I fucking love that, dude. Um, I still, uh, he, what, he, what, like, when we were in, initially friends, um, he was living in Atlantic City, and he was just, like, fucking driving down to Philly for this open mic every once in a while, um, because he just, New Jack's life at that time was just, like, he woke up in Atlantic City, he'd go, he'd fucking hang out on the beach, and then he'd fucking get drunk and eat a pile of wings and go to sleep, and so, and he would phrase it like that. He's like, I have a great life. I do this, that, the other thing. I go to sleep. Everything's great. I live at the beach. I'm doing good. Uh, uh, like, and he just, like, something, that year, I think, was the year that he was on The Daily Show doing a bit where he was, like, fucking i i think he was like scared people about student loans or something it was <laughs> like i for, i forget what the fuck that bit was but it was really funny um but i just was hanging out with him and then but like also learning shit about him like i was just like yeah i was hanging out this like you like wrestling right i was hanging out with this dude at my mic new jack and they're just like you know he killed like four people right i'm like well we're friends now so uh it's too late yeah, it's uh. <laughs> no, that's that's um. No, Whatever. If you don't, if you don't, no, if you don't he does know. stand up about his justified homicides, and it's great. Oh yeah, no, he he's fucking he's a great he's a good comic. New he J- loves comedy. New Jack has kind of weirdly achieved this like ubiquitous meme status. Yeah, or this like cult figure status. His Facebook is lit. It's lit. It's so oh, good. Oh my god. It's so good. New Jack is uh, keep living your truth, sir. Keep living your truth. New Jack, good people. He when, just posts a lot, like, hey, squeeze somebody's butt today. I'm like, yeah! Have you been to, have you been to a No Ring Deathmatch yet? Yeah, the uh, Fashion Week one. Nice. That was fucking phenomenal. Uh, that was, yeah, that entire event was really, really good. It was just so fucking, yeah, no, MV Young pulled off a fucking miracle. Like, really that's, did. it's just, the like. Good, the good, are you a member of the Poly Cult? Uh, I have my own poly cult, but we're planning to have a summit soon. Uh, have, you, have you tweeted that him yet? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we, we're friends by, like, we became text buddies because I, uh, we, uh, like, he, somebody posted at him, ask, uh, like, asking what his accent was, and he's like, yeah, I have a Pittsburgh accent, and I was just fucking hammered in the middle of the night or something, and I was just like, 
do you use your Pittsburgh accent with your fucking sex cult? Do you say like yins at them? I was just kind of blowing up with like Pittsburgh accent sex cult jokes on Twitter. And then I was like, and he was like reposting everything. And I was like, all right, I, I like what I um like hit him up. I was like, yo, if you want, I'll fucking write a Pittsburgh sex cult sketch because that's really fucking funny. Um, and Fuck yeah, yeah. We, we talk. Yeah. That's fucking great. He's good people. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a cool cool dude. He's very good people. MV, uh, I, made, I made a documentary. You did that. Yeah, I watched it. I, I did watch your documentary about him. You know. I am MV Young yeah. on YouTube. I made uh-huh. that for my uh, senior year editing class. Oh, that's dope. And nobody got it. My teacher didn't get it. <laughs> did, the woman did not get it. A couple kids in my class liked it a lot, but yeah. like, she did not fucking get it at yeah. all. She questioned, why is this person in there? Why are you focusing so long on this weird guy in the beard? What does he add to the story? Oh, She's telling me, like, what the hell does Casanova Valentine add to the story? I'm like, everything, woman. Yeah. Everything. He is, he is M.V. Young's, like, greatest rival. Yeah. I, it's I, it's I, so, God, that Fashion Week, Mitch. Yo, when he did the fucking bump on the table uh, and left that huge blood print just on one square piece, like, that's like, I wish somebody had saved that. Because that was actually, like, gorgeous in a way. Like, yeah. just very, it was very him. It's just, like, somehow, like, covered in blood and yet still, like, effeminate, but also fucking covered in blood. It's great. It is. It's, it's, it's a great, it, it's a great it thing. quite the spectacle. Yeah. Wrestling is, is so goddamn amazing. Comedy is so amazing. And cats are amazing, yeah. aren't they? Which brings us to our, our real main event here. Very much pun intended. Uh-huh. So, you frequent two establishments, two uh, mm-hmm. two comedy factions, if you will. Yeah. Um, Awful Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is local to the Philadelphia area, and uh, Brooklyn Battle Comedy, right here in our backyard, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. in New York. And you, my good friend, have crafted <laughs> this persona <laughs> known as Junkyard Cat. So, yeah. I have, so here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I want you to tell me everything you can about Junkyard Cat. Because <laughs> I've, I went to your guys' uh, St. Uh, Valentine's Day Massacre show. Yeah. In, uh, in Bro- <laughs> the in, Ritual Cat Kumite. The Ritual Cat Kumite between you. In honor of and, the ancient and, cat gods. You and have to got, say the whole thing. <laughs> Azteca Gato? Gato Azteca? Uh, El Gato Shinobi. Shinobi. My apologies. El, El Gato, Gato Shinobi. Shinobi. Uh, played by my bro Cloud Walker. Yes. He's, <laughs> great. He's great. Check his stuff out. He's dope. Uh, you guys... We'll get into that in a minute, but... So... Explain to people who junk, who and what Junk Cat is, and where did she come from, like internally, like creatively. Okay, so uh, Junkyard Cat is a thing that happened when I watched the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they went and they were trying to find a junkyard dog to protect the bar. So they go to an actual junkyard. And the guy there's like, we don't have any dogs. We have this cat, though. It's, like, indestructible. And it's like, I've seen it, like, jump in gasoline or whatever. And I did literally, when I saw them describe that thing, I was like, yo, that would be a hilarious wrestling character. Like, just a crazy feral cat from the trash. And then it's also just, like, funny because Junkyard Dog's a 
you know, junkyard dog. And then if you just do this, like, incredibly shitty knockoff of that name that's honestly a lot closer to the Ultimate Warrior than Junkyard Dog. But, like, it's just... It, it, the whole thing feels like trolling because I need to go to fucking wrestling school. Like, this has stopped being funny at, at this point. Like, I'm just like, no, please stop booking me. I haven't been to wrestling school in me, mother... Somebody tell these people I did... I, like, I did it backwards. I feel like I made some kind of monkey's paw deal in my sleep. You gotta be a wrestler, I, but you gotta do it backwards. Yeah, you gotta be very wrestling, you gotta do it backwards. I'm like, oh shit, I um Yeah, the persona before But you know what? The, it's well, you know what this is this is the uh this is the monkey's paw for me trying to find something to forcibly take me away from stand up because I don't know if I'd ever have the balls to quit. But I'm starting to really resent it. I don't know. I I've been like doing it for a long time and it was well, I resent it just for not being as much fun as as wrestling. I don't really have any bad blood i just like after my first match was awful wrestling i just went backstage and i was like was that the best day of my life did i fucking i guess i guess then like the fucking dudes came over like we're just like yo you're over as fuck and i was just like this doesn't even feel real what the fuck just happened like awful's got a huge audience and i just wrote some bullshit with like the first match which uh i'm trying to obtain we know the footage exists but um we're like, the producers of Awful are kind of in flux because the venue got shut down by the zoning board and opened up again. Um, but, uh, the first match was basically just a sketch I wrote where I wrote in, uh, two comics, uh, Rachel Fogletto and Jillian Markowitz, in as co-op kitty and, uh, her owner, who is, like, a real estate executive, Jillian Titleman, uh, and the whole plot is that they were trying to build a condo on my junkyard, and we were fighting for the rights to my land, um, and it's just, like, this, by the way, this also happened, like, immediately after, like, several traumatic incidents in a row, so in a weird way, this was, like, an artistic nervous breakdown, where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a, like, I'm just, because I had been, like, talking about doing something like this with Awful for a while, but then suddenly it became, like, a whole, brah, I'm, like, gonna create a weird superhero avatar of myself. How did that, the, where did the costume, like, how'd the costume come together? Um, that... I know, I knew already that I wanted to wrestle under a mask, and my brother had, uh, given me a Guy Fox um, luchador mask that he got from, like, it's kind of a toy one, it's not really a real one, but it it's, looks real enough to work for a character that's, like, kind of supposed to look like it was pieced together from shit from the trash. Um, but, uh, that mask was, like, a, originally a Guy Fox luchador mask, and I just cut the mouth off, and then I put electrical tape on, like, two stripes for whiskers, and then I sewed fur, I, like, cut the chin piece in half, and then I sewed fur to the back of it, and then just sewed ears onto the head. Okay, um, so this is so, not a mask you can find in stores somewhere. No, the junkyard, I made the junkyard cat mask by chopping up uh, a fucking Guy Fox mask that my brother got at a swap meet in Tijuana. Um, Beautiful. So, that's the mask. Um, the, there's actually, this is like a bizarrely crowdsourced thing. Um, I also just kind of knew that I wanted it, like, it needed to look like shit. Uh, and Zach, um, Elgato Shinobi, uh, found these 
kick pads lying around House of Glory that were, look, were like, white and beat up and look like shit. I'm like, yeah, those are perfect. And then I just, like, glued fur to the edges of those. And when it started falling off, I just started taping it up with duct tape. Because, like, kind of the worse that character looks, the better it looks in a weird way. It just needs to still have kind of his style. And I knew I wanted to wear, like, shit cargo pants and a sports bra because that's, like, in my head, that's, like, the, the fucking Lara Croft shit. Like, I'm like, that's that's cool. And also, I don't want to wear anything uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want this character to be sexy at all, but I know that it needs to be, like, brought in tight in order just to be aerodynamic and be able to do shit. So I just kind of landed on that because I'm like, she looks like, you know, in the ones where they give her cargo pants and everything's not just, like, top cow flying up her ass, but, like... That was a comic book company reference, guys. <laughs> I figured I'm in the right place. It's fine. But, yeah, no, uh, that, that will I not used go. To, I used to work for them. Work um, for who? Top Cow Comics. Seriously? Yeah, uh, when I was like uh, fucking like 17 or 18, I used to work for them at comic book conventions. I could uh, fucking, I have a fucking wreath of every comic book uh, convention badge in my room. I could fucking just walk out and bring that back right now. Hold on. It's a good. It's a good talking point. Give me two seconds. My sure thing. My room's a mess, but I'm gonna bring this shit back. Cause, <laughs> hold on. This is a lot. I've been to a lot of fucking conventions. Holy shit! Yeah. Guys, Have fun. Gonna... Walk. Walk through the fucking. Describe this to your fans. <laughs> that is okay. So this is just a. It's just a, like, Christmas wreath of exhibitors, guests, and, like, like professional creator badges just <laughs> woven into a smock. <laughs> this whole thing is a fucking smock. Yo, you guys can hear those jingle jangling around right yeah, now, that's, uh, Yeah, that, that little clink, that's fucking San Diego 2011, bitch. This is the nerdiest shit ever, but I still love it because it's, like... Each one of these was a, a pretty fucked up weekend. Like, they're never, like, it's never boring. Like, it's it gets weird sometimes. Like, sometimes it'll get, like, weird and dull, but, like, it's still, like, much... Just, like, being an exhibitor at a Comic-Con, like, you start to, like, it just sort of feels like a carny. Like, even the slow conventions, those are the ones where, like, you know which tables are the cool people to hang out with and Once, like uh, which uh which autograph hound like celebrities like which mid-tier I celebrities I, I didn't that understand are... i didn't understand how conventions worked when i went to my first one when i was a kid yeah like, one of my first conventions was a horror convention in uh, cherry hill new jersey oh was it monster mania it was it was one called that uh, was well i did go to that but i also went to one called saturday you Nightmares. might have seen me uh you might have seen me do rocky horror at monster mania i did rocky horror there for like 13 years maybe i did yeah. who knows if I, my paths crossed when i was much younger but mm -hmm. um I, I went around and i got a bunch of autographs from people and then would just walk away from their table yeah because i didn't understand when you were a kid you actually got to pay for these fucking yeah, things yeah yeah and like apparently I, I they gave me a break because I was a kid yeah but apparently I owed like 80 to 100 bucks worth of autographs oh that's fucking funny and the only one who like got legit pissed at me was Adrian Barbeau mm -hmm. fucking oh wow the chick from Creepshow so uh to get back to the topic here um on Junk Cat we're gonna play a little taste of Junk Cat for here and uh Junkyard Cat Junkyard Cat and just kind of see what uh what happens here 
I do improv. This is ridiculous. And yours. Me doing improv is just such a disturbing window into my brain. Um, I have to tell you a story about the only time. myself honestly i'm i've really uh um i've really just stopped caring huh i just i don't give a shit anymore this is the best well i have to go to wrestling school that's somebody pay for wrestling for the act that you're doing right now you got to create like your own custom championship belt somebody uh my fucking roommate's boyfriend uh fucking uh what do you call it he, um... Created? <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I don't know why, I just... No, I know, I do know why I'm stoned. Um, but, uh, yeah, my roommate's uh, boyfriend said to me, he's like, Man, maybe when you finish wrestling school, like, you should just have a thing where, like, Junkyard Cat ditches all of the most harmful drugs and just starts smoking weed and then just becomes Hannah Harkness. And I was like, Yo! That's brilliant! Maybe that could happen, and then I could just be an actual wrestler and not this stupid shit. But I could also just develop a drug problem and go back to being Junkyard Cat whenever I want. I could create, like, a, 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 a Steve a Steve Urkel-Stefan situation, Urkel if you situation. will. Yeah, exactly. Stefan Urkel. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Was, do, 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 you, you, do, you watch, do you watch Family Matters? Back in the day? Oh, I did. I did. It was, um... There was, like, a certain... Like, I didn't get that much into sitcoms. I started to find, like, weird other shit early. Like, I think I hit my anime stride when I was, like, 12 or something. So, like, Toonami? Yeah, you know, Toonami, but also a lot of, like, Sailor Moon rips from the internet. You know, lots of, lots of fucking LimeWire, you know... Grandma, tell me about LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. Grandma, tell me about (laughs) LimeWire. No, I know about it. Was I supposed to get you water and I didn't do it? Yes, but it's totally fine. It's fine? It's totally fine. Yeah, sorry. It is completely fine. No, this is a delight. At least I remembered. You did, which I give you credit for. You have that self-awareness. What was the last talking point? Sailor Moon rips from the internet. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to... There was something else. Hmm. We were still talking about Junkyard Cat. Yeah, Junkyard Cat. 
No, but like, let's wrap this end of it up first. As far as Junkyard Cat is concerned, um, where uh, that's a very logical. That is a very logical place to yeah. sort of take the character, in my opinion. It is, yeah. I mean, it would make it would make a lot of sense. It would also kind of give me something to reach for and kind of build to that like could be an extremely slow burn in fact will be an extremely slow burn out of necessity because it's gonna take forever for me to do this i mean i have a shoot fight i'm a black belt in taekwondo like i have a shoot fighting background like i trained privately in, in a bunch of other shit as well but this was also when i was like a teenager i was like i think i got my black belt when i was like like 18 um so like it, and then I studied, like, for a couple years after that, but then it mostly petered off. And then, like, just to prove a point, I took, I retook a test when I was 29 that I passed when I was 19, and I, I passed. So I was like, okay, cool. I did that just Sweet. once to prove a point. But other than that, like, I don't have a fucking wrestling background. But I can sort of budget. Like, the reason I can do roles really well is because that was a Taekwondo thing. Like You can learn. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting there. I'm, like, doing stuff. I, I, I don't look the most garbage. I've seen worse. I've paid to see worse matches than the one I did. Yeah, there's yeah. some shit I've out paid, there. I've paid to see some some steaming, slow garbage piles that weren't, uh, you know, like, even if it wasn't a funny match, it still could have, like, uh, I mean, it, it's... Got an example? Uh, well, what, uh, something that, like, my match is, that I enjoy less than my match, um, what, just people looking like they're not having fun. That's my beef with WWE, sometimes you can tell they're sad, and that's, that, that's, that's upsetting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, like, some, and sometimes, like, you're just like, oh, you clearly are tired, and you're being treated like shit right now, and I don't, like... I don't feel good about watching. I what I love about AEW is it's clearly uh, just a rager in the form of like we got the money and the people and shit. We're just gonna have a good fucking time. Fuck kayfabe. Fuck you. We're all drunk. Like they, no, there's so they much, look like they're having a party. Everybody in AEW is like either coked out, stoned, or on like it's unbelievable smoking something. And I'm just so I want to be there. I want to be there as much as possible that's why i run an aew watch party every wednesday night at where, the footlight where can they go at the footlight in ridgewood queens at 8 p.m you can uh, watch uh, our champions our fucking supreme champions nyla rose and john moxley god that feels good to say whoo yes bask <laughs> bask in the glory is the keith lee thing but he also has a belt which is, which is also cool. great he was at the Evolve meet and greet, and uh, he looked at his line, and he was like, "This line is like me, limitless." And yeah. I was dying because he's just—he's a silly bitch. He's, I love him. Oh, Keith Lee is such a silly bitch. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna start winding down here. We've touched on all the bases, honestly. Yay! So I guess the um, so I, doing that small deep dive I did on your on your social media, which I hope wasn't too invasive. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, I have to say, it's I, funny that somebody. Uh, it's. I feel like aneurysm is going to be one of those weird things that comes up sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, whatever. I was, I had fun making it. <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoyed what I saw from that. Yeah. No. I, 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 I had a feeling you didn't expect me to go and mention that. No, no. It's. A, I knew. I knew that sometimes people do find it because it wasn't that long ago, and also I left the banners up. Uh, 
I loved our theme. I forget who we... It was some public domain music site that we took that from, but I fucking... That, that opening graphic theme was a fucking adorable. Um, and I miss Brian a lot. Brian was fun to work with. He's he's such a snarky man. <laughs> yeah. He ripped me a new asshole in some of those episodes, and it's real great. <laughs> no, no. But if, if check those out on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel just called Hannah Harkness. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what it's up there as, unless it's Hark underscore it's Hannah. Might be one of those. I don't know. I, I, I barely pay attention to my YouTube, which is dumb because I have a lot. I have, I'm sitting on like hours of stand-up footage that I just am not editing. I need to do something about that. Like, <laughs> Day at a time. Just throw something out there. Yeah. I have like a 20 minute set I did in like a, like a weed basement that was like really like really fucking good but it was also just like in front of a color changing painting like psychedelic painting of a naked lady and i'm just like i need that 20 minutes that's gonna be a really crazy Fun show. show to do yeah that's exactly gonna be a great show to do yeah fuck so um, where can the fine where can the fine people out there in podcast land uh, find you next where it you, would where, be where uh hark underscore it's hannah on instagram and twitter uh and check out the page. I'm going to be posting up the event right for uh, Brooklyn Battle Comedy. Uh, Junkyard Cats next match would be on March 21st at our new. Uh, it's a house venue. So can you lock in an, op- an opponent for that? Uh, can you give us a, a, t- a hint of who it might be. Um, it's going to be uh, Jillian Titleman. Uh, so was she the was she the gal with the yeah uh, with the, with the, the rosé and the glasses? The yeah, she she's from the the first. Uh, what do you call it? She's yeah, she's from the first fucking uh awful wrestling, wrestling yeah and then she came back uh it was actually a surprise that she came back because i she wasn't written into like after that first awful wrestling match that was me versus co-op kitty i won the title uh to my land uh or rather I, I won the uh, not the title i won the fucking rights to my land but then uh there was already a character in that promotion called the gentrifier and i had him run out and say that his, my land had been rezoned for business and not residential and he was putting a coffee shop up there so we needed to fight for the zoning rights That's on the incredible. land um so that I was the, that, and that matches on and that matches on youtube uh the junkyard cat for if or you if you youtube sir junkyard cat versus the gentrifier nothing else will come up i promise you Beautiful. that's the only time that that search <laughs> like that search only turns up that so you got that so you got your social media out there you got brooklyn battle comedy coming up you got that yeah. anything yep. else um uh wrestlesplania podcast i already plugged my w watch party thing and uh yeah no that's that's all my stuff so thank Check you so much uh mm-hmm. hannah harkness for coming on the show Yay. and uh, talking about Life, love, wrestling, uh, cats, and everything in between. Fuck uh, yeah. Once again, if you want to follow the show, uh, follow the official Facebook page that It Came From Queens on uh, Facebook. It's pretty easy to find on Facebook. And you can find us on Twitter. I decided to do away with the alternate uh, It Came From Queens Twitter just because I just have too many Twitters I need to keep up with anyway. So you can just follow my Twitter at, uh, at Balbo underscore Benjamin. And I'll be just posting the episodes there from now on. And uh, follow the Facebook page, follow Twitter. I'll be trying to get some uh, nice little uh, clippets of this out because uh-huh. there are a lot of choice moments to uh, cull through. Yep. And, uh, well, the, thank you for tuning in to The Static again this evening for another episode of It Came From Queens. Once again, without you guys, there is no show. I don't care if there's five of you out there listening or ten out here listening. I still have a great time doing this. And 
great time talking to crazy bitches like this. So that hooray. That makes me very happy. I so, am the craziest bitch. No, so, uh, not the crazy. I'm I'm harmless. You are harmless. I am completely fucking harmless. Not junk her cat. That bitch is crazy. Yeah, junk her cat's crazy. Yeah. But yes, thank you so much again for tuning in. It is always a pleasure. Once again, uh, stay safe out there, guys. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth. And these. Uh, Sorry, times uh, uh, get through Super Tuesday, get through all that bullshit, which is yep. happening, going on right now. Thank God I decided to do this instead of indulging that bullshit. And uh, oh yeah, I wonder what that—that's that, probably. Yeah, I'll tell you who won. I'll tell you one tonight. Junkyard Cat, she won. Oh, that, thanks. That's yeah. who won. Well, she's an anarchist, so that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> but in these sordid times, perhaps that's what we need as a country. Uh, Junkyard Cat, twenty twenty. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, thank you again for tuning my in. Land. My name is Benjamin Falbo. Thank you for tuning in to the static this evening. Stay safe, and don't forget to get weird. Good night. <laughs>